Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid. Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. This is Darnell there. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible are still ahead here in Edmonton. Mike Smith, Zach Cassian. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pooley Army back it in. Love save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 6.30 check. Patrick Swayze or Chris Farley in the iconic Saturday Night Live sketch auditioning to be a Chippendales dancer. Oh, yeah, there's a throwback for you. It's the Friday edition of Oilers Now. If you couldn't tell by that, it is very much the Friday edition of Oilers Now. Brendan Escott here alongside Cody Jansen wrapping up the week, going around the NHL with a couple of new voices on the show. Excited for that. We'll hear from Dave Panyota as well as Catherine Silverman. We'll talk goaltending. We'll talk Joe Thornton. And we'll talk about how the Oilers are perceived from some other perspectives and uh, and from around the National Hockey League should be a good one today. It's all brought to you as always by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. So finally, a day where not a lot moves on the Oilers front. Yesterday it was Slater Cuckoo re-upping for another two years, 1.85 million 
million the total on that contract. He chatted with Reed Wilkins last night on Inside Sports. We'll be sure to get some thoughts from Cuckoo and actually a little more insight into that collarbone injury, which wasn't necessarily as ready to rock when he returned to the ice as certainly I was aware of, but I think a lot of people out there will be surprised to hear what he had to say about his collarbone. But back for another stint with Edmonton, wants to be part of uh, what is going on here moving forward. And again, I say it's a good sign, Cody, to see guys that have been here before buying into the direction of this club. Yeah, he talked about that, you know, just going to free agency as well and really having that comfort factor with Edmonton, knowing what he's going back into, appreciating the city, the teammates and everything really plays into him signing a two-year deal here. He will likely be competing in camp with Chris Russell, with uh, William Lagasin to see which of the three is going to earn ice time out of the gate. And that competition is something that I really believe will, uh, will unfold over the course of the first half of the season. All successful teams have that competition factor, right? So once you bring that in, the level of play has to increase, and it also gives you a little bit of flexibility more so if injuries do happen down the road. And you got to remember, we're going back to an 82-game season here. Things are going to happen. Now, when you talk about players buying into the direction of the Oilers right now, is something brewing and coming in on cheaper contracts and wanting to be part of the bigger picture? Now, conversely... As we venture into today's top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, get your AC today with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Well, today's top story is that Joe Thornton has signed a deal in Florida, one year at $750,000. The 42-year-old, yes, 42 years old, the first overall draft pick from 1997 when the man on the other side of the glass for me was all of... One year old? One year old, yes. $750,000, not about money for him. He's entering his 24th NHL season. He comes in 14th on the all-time points list. But what does that deal signify? To me, it means that the same philosophy is not necessarily held by the players in Toronto about the Maple Leafs being ready to seriously push for the next step to get over the hump that they they seem to be stuck behind right now. And maybe I'm reading too far into a situation, but Zach Hyman, though they couldn't really pay him what he was worth, obviously, did not stay in, in Toronto. Joe Thornton, who is at this point only playing for a Stanley Cup, decided that Florida had a better chance at that for him than Toronto did. And now we're reading headlines that Morgan Riley may well be a trade candidate out of Toronto, and we'll see. I mean, those rumors are always going to be there, but when you're Edmonton and you've got players gravitating toward the situation, Tyson Berry re-signing, Darnell Nurse re-signing, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins re-signing, I mean, think about this. When you're looking at these two situations from 30,000 feet, that's too dramatically different things and that should be somewhat um, comforting I would say for Oilers fans to look at the buy-in to this program wouldn't you say? 
Definitely. I think you got to look at it that way for sure if you're in Edmonton. But, you know, you brought up Toronto and how they're seeing it. Not to knock on a 42-year-old who had 20 points in the National League last year. But do you think that Kyle Dubas maybe sees this and says, hey, for a league minimum, I think we can bring in a better player that's going to help us win more. And for Florida's perspective, they need leadership as bad as anyone. So I think Joe Thornton's a perfect fit there. And I think from Toronto's perspective, they think they can bring someone in on the same type of deal that's going to be more effective for their team. Which I understand entirely. I think that I often probably overvalue what a guy may mean to some younger players in the room or that sort of thing. But he was that to that team that's not necessarily... I guess Jason Spezza will be there to fill that role for them moving forward. And he was rather productive last year as well. But, uh, you know, Thornton was still tough to play against at 41 years old. And I think that to me, if he... Like being a Toronto guy, if he really thought that Toronto had a great shot at allowing him to sort of finally eclipse that one thing that he hasn't been able to do in his career, uh, I, I, I think that he would have stayed in his hometown. But something telling him that there's a better shot with Coach Q and, and what they've got brewing down in Sunrise. And frankly, I'd want to play in the sunshine too. But I don't think this is a move that he chose that because there was a tax advantage in uh, in Florida. The guy's not at this point playing for money, suffice to say. That's how I feel about it. Why don't you share your thoughts? You can do so at 780-496-0063. That's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. You can also keep in touch on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That number again, 780-496-0063. Live entertainment is back now. Honeymoon Suite and the Headpins, they are uh, on stage September 3rd. April Wine, a personal favorite of mine, they rock the house on September 18th. And Hotel California, the Eagles tribute band, they play Friday, October 29th. Details on those shows and more at rivercreeresort.com. Okay, talking Slater Cuckoo. Definitely uh, uh, an insightful player, and he talked about, yes, hitting the free agent market, but ultimately doing so with the idea of Edmonton always in mind. After the season kind of ended, it was a little bit of a sour note, just based on how we went out and um, uh, everything like that, but... Uh, we were always in contact with Edmonton. I knew it was a good spot. I enjoyed my time there and uh, got along with the guys, got along with the coaches. So, um, you know, it took a few weeks to get the uh, deal done. Uh, I ended up, yeah, I hit free agency and uh, Edmonton circled back and, and we were able to get a deal in place. So that felt good and uh, going somewhere that I know and uh, that familiarity is, is really nice to have. So we know that Cuckoo was, he's one of the um, analytics darlings, shall we say, a pretty low-risk defender on the back end, former top 10 pick, um, and somebody that looks like he's really settled into an NHL role as a depth defenseman, a really defensively responsible defenseman. But they didn't have the luxury of deploying him because he had his collarbone broken by Sam Bennett fairly early in the season. So only 18 regular season games for him, four more in the playoffs. But the collarbone means maybe not quite as stable as we would have been led to believe by the fact that he returned to the ice. Here's Cuckoo. A lot of people don't know that, you know, when I came back in the playoffs, that collarbone was only 60% uh, bone healed. So 
but I had a, I had a metal plate in there. So it, it was kind of a weighing of um, risk versus reward. And, and we felt that it was secure enough, but getting that extra time was actually uh, so valuable after the season to really let that bone heal and uh, allow it to get back to full strength. So, but I'm back skating now and, and working out hard. So it'll be a, uh, It'll be a hard couple of weeks here to get ready and make sure that I'm all set for uh, the start of training camp. So let's pause and reflect on the fact that a pending unrestricted free agent returned to play for the Oilers in the playoffs towards the end of that season and in the playoffs um, with a collarbone that he knew was only 60% healed. So that to me says that he was he was willing to, you know, either for the love of the game or the fact that he wanted to be a part of, you know, what the Oilers were, were working at last year. He... He, he didn't need to do that. He could have let himself fully heal and he wanted to get back out on the ice. So to me, there's really no surprise then that he's re-signed here uh, with the Oilers and he's looking forward to maybe expanding on some of the relationships that he didn't have an opportunity to fully develop. Here's Cuckoo again. It's a tough balance for sure. Um, anytime something like that happens, it's it's a blow to um, your potential for the season. Um me personally and also what I could bring to the team so that was hard and and going through that was emotional I I leaned a lot on my uh, family for support and um, everyone in my life so that was great Um, but going through that it's an emotional roller coaster it's it's ups it's downs it's uh, getting to know your training staff a lot better so um, that's one aspect where I thought I um got along with everybody around the room but you're not around the team that much so uh i I look forward to building more more of a friendship with uh, a lot of the guys on the team because when you're out or you're not playing you're not in the room all the time and and not uh, getting to mingle with the guys as much so that's something that i really look forward to in these next two years and finally of course uh, cuckoo coming over from chicago where he played with Duncan Keith. He's reunited with Keith and tells us about some of their relationship that we may not have seen. It's a lot more deep than you may expect. It's a great ad for Edmonton. I was really happy uh, when I saw that and it's good for him personally being closer to his family and um, so I was happy and I reached out to him then and then today he reached out to me saying how happy he was that uh, I'd be around the room and you know Dunks and I have a pretty close friendship off the ice uh you know we'd go to dinners and stuff in chicago and uh we became fairly close over those two years so i'm really looking forward to seeing him and uh, as for what he's going to bring he's going to bring a ton of uh, experience a ton of knowledge and uh, be really good to those uh younger players on our team who haven't been through what he has so uh, i enjoyed my time with him in chicago and uh, I can't wait to see him come from training camp. So Keith slotting in as your second line left defense this year. Cuckoo, I think, probably has the leg up based on playoff deployment to be the third line left defense heading into training camp at the very least. We also have Oilers Now trivia for you. It is a Friday after all. Oilers Now trivia brought to you by Pro-Am Sports, your fan cave and fan gear source for all things Oilers in Edmonton on St. Albert trail and online at proamsports.ca
So I touch base with Bob this morning. He says, well, I need to, to back off the difficulty level a little bit. So here we go. For a $50 gift certificate to Pro-Am Sports, we'll go through a couple of hints for you. Hint number one, not an Oilers draft pick, okay? Not originally drafted by the Edmonton Oilers. And how about hint number two before we throw it off to a quick break, and then I'll give you some time to think about this. Not a draft pick by the Oilers. He also played at Lake Superior State, okay? Chew on that. We'll press pause on Oilers now. Back with the answer. And NHL Today, not, not calling in. You're going to text us at 780-496-0063. Cody back with NHL Today. We'll be back with the answer for Pro-Am Sports. Brendan Escott here alongside Cody Jansen. We're in the middle of Oilers Now trivia for our friends at Pro-Am Sports. Jack Cookson and the team at Pro-Am Sports. A $50 gift card on the line or a gift certificate. We're asking uh, which Oiler was not drafted by the Oilers, played at Lake Superior State, and I'll give you one more here, was acquired in a trade for a very good player who ended up winning three cups for Edmonton. Acquired in a trade for a very good player who won three cups for Edmonton, a Lake Superior State alum. And I will say that we do have the right answer on the line or on the boards. Absolutely. But before we get to that, I need to let that marinate a little bit. So let's go to uh, NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, company-branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Cody. Well, Jumbo Joe's heading south. You already mentioned that. He is only two points behind Paul Coffey on the all-time NHL points list. I will just point that out. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they've signed veteran forward Zach Ranallo to a one-year two-way contract for the season. Carolina, they've re-signed Maxime Lejoie to a one-year deal at 750 k in Boston. Added a couple of staff here. Chris Kelly's going to be an assistant coach for the upcoming year. And Adam McQuaid, he's been named player development coordinator. We were talking uh, earlier this week about, I think it was yesterday, in fact, about the uh, 2011 Bruins or that era of the Boston Bruins and how difficult they were to play against, how much they sort of run a rough shot all over the Canucks in that cup final. And, you know, Kelly and McQuaid are two guys that I think really embodied the sort of what it means to be a Bruin, that gritty, tough to play against, uh, shot blocking, sacrificial kind of player. And to bring that on the coaching staff now, I think alongside Bruce Cassidy, that'll be big. That's why you win Stanley Cups. They have that edge. They play a little mean in playoffs, some might say, and I think that's really what put them over the hump, and that's why they were able to beat Vancouver. Sorry. All right. We are being flooded by the right answer here. It is not Mike York, who was uh, a Lake Superior State alum, but also acquired in a trade for a very good player who won three cups in Edmonton. I can tell you the answer is the only player to have a 100-point season between the years 1991 and 2017 and without further ado Doug Waite is the answer so we'll work on getting the name of the person who texted that in who also uh, reminded me earlier that it should be no surprise that Thornton signed down in Florida it's the seniors capital of North America after all so appreciate everybody for participating in that one Uh, if I told you he won a Stanley Cup versus Edmonton that would have taken you to 2006 when he was a veteran presence on the Carolina Hurricanes and uh, that should have given it right away but of course as soon as I mentioned Lake Superior State, boom, 
everybody sort of had the idea. Uh, always a lot of fun on that front. But yeah, I mean, you, you start looking around the league. How about Zach Ronaldo in a minor transaction, leaving Calgary uh, and, and signs in Columbus for a year on a two-way deal? So there's somebody who had been a, a part of the Flames' grit and, and somebody for the Oilers to at least think about, if not directly deal with. Anytime there was a battle of Alberta, he's no longer a, a participant. So maybe we'll see more of Buddy Robinson in those games, <laughs> I suppose. I was kind of shocked to only see Ronaldo get four games last year. I, I feel like he's Sutter's type of player, and, and maybe they don't need that toughness when Lucic is playing a little better than you know he had his downs for a bit. So maybe you don't need multiple of those types of players. But yeah, I, I still like Zach Ronaldo as a guy on the ice, and I think teammates enjoy him too. Yeah, I, it's it's going to be interesting to see the the new lay of the land and just how things get contested again in the regular season. A full marathon, not the sprint season, but the marathon season when um, durability is going to come into to play. And so where we're going with this is is later in the show when we talk to Catherine Silverman about the goaltending situation here in Edmonton, you know, the, the notion that you could ride Mike Smith the same way that you did last year isn't going to be the same. You won't have that same luxury because the 82-game season is going to present a whole different challenge in that sense. So it, it, the, the complexion of the NHL the way we saw last year and how the regular season was different from playoffs and that sort of thing. I don't think that that's necessarily going to directly translate to 2021-22. So we'll uh, we'll venture to ask each of our guests. Dave Peñota we haven't had on this show as far as, as I know and we'll get some thoughts uh, just around the NHL and what's going on this offseason, how teams are sort of adjusting their roster composition and, and going from there. But the goaltending conversation is certainly an interesting one based on the fact that all four teams in the final four of this past year had a number one like a first round selected goaltender and uh, now we're seeing a complete carousel and a shuffle up and where are the Oilers fitting into all this not having landed Darcy Kemper at least not yet what's going on with the two in Columbus there's a lot to be settled here in that sense. So Kat Silverman will take care of that at 135 for us. Of course, we also have to talk uh, a little as, or Elks. Whoa, Nelly, we have to talk Elks with uh, play-by-play voice uh, Morley Scott coming off of that uh, opening week loss to Ottawa, but they get a chance to bounce back against the Montreal Alouettes, who are making their regular season debut in the CFL. We'll get some thoughts from Morley on that front. We'll send it off now to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell back on the other side with the editor-in-chief of the fourth period. That's Dave Panyota. It's Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen in this week on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.